Hey everybody, welcome to an Eat Sleep Elite mini podcast here. I'm Charlie, I'm joined by good brother Garrett here. Hey, 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 hey. And today we are talking about the Forbidden Door and what could possibly go down tonight. I mean, the Forbidden Door is opening tonight, Garrett. Tony Khan is signing someone tonight. We don't know who the fuck it is. So I mean, I figure why not just break this down and start talking about some people, right? Absolutely. I mean, there's plenty of people it could be. There's been people we've been talking about leading up to on the podcast for the last several months. Ever since we started, there's been one guy we've been really looking at as possibly showing up. Um, yeah, so, so I mean, this is this is going to be fun, I think. So all in all, we're going to break down 16 names, and then I got a bonus name I'm going to throw Garrett at the end that he has no idea about. And oh, uh, running? Oh, yeah. Shit. Uh, <laughs> a fucking money in the bank running. Um, but yeah, I mean, long story short, uh, whatever podcast site you guys are catching us on right now, if you want to, if you want to follow us, that'd be greatly appreciated. If you want to leave us a review, that'd be even better. And we just really appreciate it. You can catch Garrett on Twitch. The man is streaming at the Duke of Derps. Well, not lately, but I usually am. <laughs> yeah, usually you can catch us. So this is probably in your feeds on Wednesday. You can catch us tomorrow discussing the finale of the book of Boba Fett. And just kind of the whole the series as a whole that will be on our YouTube channel. That's Vasoki Entertainment. That might be out late, by the way, because I do have a stream plan tomorrow. So yeah. So but. either way, that'll be fun. And yeah, uh, let's just let's jump right into this, huh? Absolutely. Uh, which so, one of us? We didn't actually say which one of us should go first. Uh, so let's just on the fly. Who, what are you feeling, brother? Brother. I'll brother, take brother. us off. I'll start us off. I'm going to start us off light, and I think I got a reason behind this. I'm going to start us off with Luchasaurus, his best friend, and that is John Morrison, his IRL best friend. John Morrison's wrestled in every company, Garrett. AEW is going to eventually be off that checklist, right? I would think, even if it's just like a one-off Forbidden Door type match, and I can see him, and I can see what you're saying. I can see him being this, and this is literally just a one-off. He's going to go back to you know Impact or something because he's Johnny Impact, you know? And he knows he'll be a world champion over there if he wants to be, you know? Yeah. Um, and he comes here, challenges a young stud that kind of has like a similar sort of swagger to him. Dude, that'd be awesome. Yeah. I mean, hey, he walks in. He Maybe the, the whole gimmick is he's literally just signing a contract for this ladder match. And he wrestles Isaiah Cassidy on Rampage on Friday. And that's it. <laughs> I mean, John Morrison's had success everywhere he goes. And he's already booked. A, a show for AAA, which multiple guys in AEW are on that card, like Phoenix and Penta. So, I mean, the AAA World Champions are FTR, aren't they? Yeah. So, I mean, the I think this this is just an easy one. Absolutely, I think that would be a no brainer. He's, he's absolutely known. It would be a huge pop too, especially if you could get some of the music that he's used in at different points. It'd be cool. Um, or even like do the AEW throwback thing. You know what I'm saying? Like how they do like, remember his old, have you ever heard his old school theme from back? Like when he was in his first run like, in oh, WWE? Yeah, dude. Like, Beautiful stuff. Nod to that. That would be cool. You know, maybe you can even get Molina. Um, hey. that'd be cool. But anyway, so we got um, Johnny, potentially Johnny elite. And then what do you, what do you got for the people? <laughs> um, all right. So you started us, started us off light. I'm going to start us off with a uh, little bit. Let's go extreme. I would love to see Isaiah Cassidy take on Jeff fucking Hardy. Oh, yeah. I'll tell you why. Because they have been leaning into this bit with Matt Hardy talking to Private Party about how they're almost the best tag team ever, but not quite as good as Team Extreme. Yep. And I would love to see a little, like, dissension amongst the AHFO. I know they just formed, but imagine if 
you know, Isaiah Cassidy loses this and that's what breaks off private party. We've talked about them potentially splitting and then Jeff Hardy and Matt Hardy versus private party. I mean, I, it, there's a lot you could do with that. Well, there's so much, you know? man. And I just think it'd be really cool. So I won't you, spend that much time on that, but what do you could almost do an, again, Jeff Hardy success everywhere. He's gone. You yep. can do an angle where Andrade has been trying to get Darby Allen. Well, maybe now Darby wants to join because Jeff Hardy's there. Oh, because Jeff Hardy's like an inspiration of his. Oh, dude, that would be that would the be the options are endless. That would so. be incredible. I kind of want that now. Let's do that. All right. <laughs> the, no, 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 there's no more list. That's it. End of the video. <laughs> That's, <kidding>. it. <laughs> That's it. So All back right, to uh, me. I'm gonna take us to one of my favorite things over NXT in the past couple of years. He was in the group hit row, and that is Mr. Shane Strickland. He he also goes by the name Swerve. I mean, Garrett, this guy is is unreal. He he has a, a character that he fucking loves. He knows how to play it. He's a fantastic wrestler. Former world heavyweight champion in MLW too. And but yeah, I mean, it, he was kind of known for NXT uh, over the past couple years. And on, like I said, he's my favorite thing in NXT. Hit row when the Undisputed Era kind of broke up. I mean, that became my favorite thing. So and they brought him to the main roster and cut him a month later. <laughs> I remember when, when what was it called? The uh, NXT Newcomers Tournament, whatever they did. That yeah, was breakout tourney. Yep. It's, didn't Swerve win that? Or did he, he come close? He came close. He didn't win it. They had uh, ACH win it that's under the right, name Jordan that's Miles right, and then cut right. him like a couple months later. So. Yeah, that's right. Even though we, we liked Miles too. He yeah. ended up stealing that tournament. But the standout of that tournament by by far was Isaiah Swerve Scott coming out in the Naruto freaking uh, flak oh. jacket, like coming out with all the references to like anime and shit like that. I love the guy. I would love to see him end up as I imagine if they let him keep the Swerve Scott name and that's why they changed it too. Well, they, like, they might do Swerve Strickland. I mean, he, he has oh, the name Shane Strickland. So yeah, that would be so good. That'd be awesome. Um, and yeah, I, I would definitely be into that. All right. Um, so we're talking about some of our favorite things from NXT, right? Oh yeah. Um, one of my favorite things in NXT in the last three years has been the absolute glorious Keith Lee. Now I know everyone's gonna be like, "Glorious isn't that?" Uh, no, he is limitless. For oh, yeah, his glorious dude. That I remember that run when he got like when he had that because I you were like super into Keith Lee already before he even got signed. Like you knew he, like, about really him. He started like, popping on the indies for about eight months, and then and just, then like he became a massive star. Yeah, and you were already into it. And I was like, okay, whatever, you know. And then he they gave him that insane entrance, and they gave him all that. Oh, they got him so over with the NXT crowd. And he was a perfect NXT guy. He's again, what do I always talk about? He's the big guy that can move like crazy that can actually do it and not like kill himself. You know, like it's, it's insane. And the guy can go and I've everything that he's done that I've seen, I've enjoyed. And the, they knew what they had in him. That's why he was brought up to the main roster. You know, um, yep. he had a massive spot with Braun Strowman at survivor series oh. and they just, they never let him be who he was on the main roster. And no. I they stripped think all this stuff that they built up in NXT away and they never let him shine with that on the main roster. If they had, he would have been their biggest. They would have had to put the world title on him. They would have had. There would have been no choice. Had, yeah. It, Keith it Lee been, is AEW world championship material. Oh, absolutely. Can you imagine if he challenged Hangman right now? I, I And everyone would buy into it because they know how good he is. And they could see him being like one of the people that could walk in and actually presumably they're like, yeah, I, I think I'd be a world champion right now. And I'm sure Hangman would be like, well, I want to be champion too, but you know, like <laughs> absolutely. And Keith All Lee, right. former battle of Los Angeles winner. 
And my next guy as well is a former Battle of Los Angeles winner. And Garrett, I talk a lot about when Ricochet left the Indies, Bandito mm-hmm. took his place as the high flyer. We share the same birthday. And Garrett, I fucking love Bandito, uh, former Ring of Honor World Champion. He's been a champion. Again, I, we sound like a broken record, but that's just the talent that's out there right now. Everywhere he goes, he's been a fucking champion. Yes. Uh, I haven't actually seen any Bandito matches myself personally. I've heard of the guy. I just haven't actually sat down and watched any of the matches because like, the last like three yeah. or four years of Ring of Honor, I just didn't really pay attention as and much. And what's to good it. is if, if you're a fan of Dante Martin, if you're a fan of Ricochet, you watch Bandito, you're going to be a fan, right? So, Imagine that triple threat. Exactly. Um, I think Bandito... Would forbidden smash door, the triple fucking triple. Yeah, he would smash the forbidden door. I would love to see it. And, and think about thinking about the matchup between him and Isaiah Cassidy. People don't think about Isaiah Cassidy this way, but he's just as much of a high flyer as Mark Mark Kent or Mark, my, that Mark Quinn. Sorry, it, um, he's, like, he's phenomenal. He he can do a lot of that. Uh, yeah, that's dude, a lot of these are just like. Oh, by the way, every single one of these matches against Isaiah Cassidy is awesome in and of itself. <laughs> like that's the crazy thing. Agreed. Agreed. Who do you got next for us? All right. Coming up next, we have a guy I've been wanting to show up for the entire time we've been doing this podcast. Uh, and we're talking about Wyndham Rotunda, a.k.a. Bray Wyatt. Um, this would be an interesting one. Out of all the people that are on this list, this actually, as a matchup, is probably... I mean, I'm sure it would still be a great match, by the way. I'm not saying it wouldn't be, but it's probably the one that I would be like, okay, because... There's been a times throughout Wyndham's career where he hasn't really been allowed to shine in the ring. We know he can go. We know. We just know that from NXT time to now. He, we, he's a great wrestler. But a lot of his character work, or a lot of his work, I should say, in, oh. in WWE was really based in his character and not necessarily in the wrestling. I and imagine if he had con- like complete, utter free control of it. Look what Malachi's doing. I mean... I think he would get caught up in what Malachi is doing. I think he'd see what's going on over there and be like, I'm interested in this because this is a version of like what I was trying to do that we never really got to do over there. You know, like friend of um, the podcast, Brady, he's been on here before with us. This is that's his favorite wrestler. Yeah. I, I, he's amongst mine. He's, I mean, he's probably the number two. Like when it, AJ Styles was like the thing I thought was the best thing in wrestling at, when we were doing our original podcast way forever ago now. Um, I think I think in my head I had Bray Wyatt at number two because he was doing something so completely unique that like you know there's been the Undertaker there's been other spooky characters there's been like the versions the of Sting what do you but he was doing fiend? something di- the Fiend was something completely different from what we we're even talking about but even before it was even when it wasn't as good and was being filtered through like a WWE lens he was still doing amazing stuff and yeah Bray slash Wyndham would be awesome. Although I would be interested to see what kind of match that they would have. I think um, out of our entire list, that might be the potential biggest star other than Jeff Hardy. It, it'd go back and forth there, but uh, I'm going to give you, yeah, I'm, okay. I'm going to give you an indie darling here. And, and I okay. believe this guy has wrestled. He's part of the CM Punk class, the Daniel okay. Bryan, the Brian Danielson class. And that's Mr. Chris hero. Yes. Chris hero is, a professional wrestler. Oh, I feel like that's no. the best thing I could say. <laughs> yeah, he had he uh, ran uh, in NXT for a little bit there, a couple stints actually. Yeah, never won anything. No, never, how he never won a championship there, not even a tag title. I don't nothing. Know. They even shipped him off to the UK, and he did it there. Chris Hero is a professional wrestler. That's the best thing I can say about him. I think Chris Hero, even just if it's for a year, I would love to see him in AEW. And yeah, I even know where he's built from. Oh, never mind. I'm not going to say that. But 
Yeah, Chris Hero kicks ass. Indy Darling. Who do you got for us? All right, Indy Darling that I got for everybody. Maybe the current, I would say. Uh, actually, no. Well, you know what? I- I'm going to say the Indy Darling of the of the all time is probably on this list. But my personal favorite Indy Darling that's still on my list is uh, Samoa Joe. I mean, let's be honest. Like, oh, I mean, uh, Samoa Joe has actually been one of those ones where, like, when he got released, we always we actually probably all thought in our heads like he's probably going to show up pretty quickly, you know. But I could see Samoa Joe taking his time and take, you know, taking his options into account. He probably made enough money that he doesn't if he doesn't want to have to wrestle anymore. And again, so. part of that CM Punk, Chris Hero, Brian Danielson, Cesaro class that yep. is legendary. He's a part of that class. I think Joe uh, would add a lot just in like because he's clearly got interest in doing backstage stuff. Um, you know, he was doing backstage stuff when he was injured for a little while. Um, Samoa Joe would be an unbelievable hire. That would be great for the company, and I would love to see him have um, another classic match with uh, either Brian Danielson, CM Punk, or any of the people in the company right now. To be yeah. honest with you, like, oh, just a slight Joe recap. Thing, we're uh, we're halfway through our list here. We've got John Morrison, Shane Strickland, Bandito, Chris Hero, Keith Lee, Jeff Hardy, Wyndham, aka Bray Wyatt, and Samoa Joe. So. I mean, right. I mean, we've listed eight guys and I'm fucking down with all of them Exactly. <laughs> in their own way. So let's uh, let's take it across the pond, if you will. All right. I'm going to give Jay White. Now, Jay White, bullet club leader, right? Yep. This Jay White has been phenomenal in New Japan when, since Kenny Omega left. So there's that kind of built in thing right there. Yep. He's gone on to impact and welcome Chris Bay into Bullet Club. He wrestles with Gallows and Anderson there over the past summer. Jay White would smash open the Forbidden Door because with New Japan, they're they just they keep bringing people in, but they haven't had one of them sign the contract yet, right? I thought Ishii was going to be the one after the matches that he had. Yeah, I mean, dude, we were getting some really good stuff. Suzuki could have signed a one-year deal and made enough money for the rest of his life, and then everyone would have respected him, and all he would have had to have done is like the simplest version of a match as he would do over in Japan, you know? And people would, yeah. love, would love it. And Jay White, very, very young, 29 years old. So this is a little bit of a different one from a lot of people that we've named so far, and it, it would be interesting nonetheless. I'm going to um, keep us on that side of the uh, the planet because I believe the guy that I'm going to talk about next is still signed to, uh, or just to, recently was, or just recently, very recently was signed to New Japan, um, which is uh, Juice Robinson. Um, so he has. Oh, he was in Ring of Honor most recently. Fuck me, I guess. Oh, Impact. Wow, I'm I'm paying. I'm clearly paying attention. Well, that so he's was, been all that over the part place. of their partnership. Okay, so anyway, so he's been bouncing around between like New Japan and some of the American companies for the last few years, which a lot of people that were involved with Bullet Club were for a while, so that makes sense. Um, but anyway, um, so Juice has been champion, it looks like, in uh, FC, he was FCW champion, which I guess everybody was at some point that's an American oh, yeah. wrestler, but um, he was also an Impact World Tag Team champion. He was IWGP heavyweight champion twice, apparently. Or sorry, U.S. United States champion. I'm sorry, I I, I can read, guys. He won it off read. of uh, Tanahashi, I believe. Yeah, I think I remember the Tanahashi match. I want to say 
Um, Juice, phenomenal character. Absolutely. And um, I think that a lot of people in America instantly know who Juice is because he was one of the ones that I heard talked about in a lot of the um, internet wrestling, like communication, not chat rooms or anything like that, but like like yeah. Facebook groups and stuff like that. Uh, I know Juice was one of the really popular ones for a while that would get fantasy booked into a lot of stuff um, by people that wanted him to like sign with WWE and stuff like that. Um, but I, I mean, I'm really interested to see what juice would do because like anything that's been in new Japan recently, or has mostly been a new Japan product showing up, like, and actually signing a contract would be so huge for AEW. Um, oh yeah. And yeah, so I, I, I don't know personally all that much about juice cause I've, I've only kind of flippantly followed the other companies that I wasn't like I've always been kind of and I don't know why this is the way I am with wrestling like all in with one company whenever I'm watching like I'll watch stuff from other places and be like absorbing that but I'm not like actively following oh yeah actively following everything like some people because I just don't have my brain doesn't have the capacity to do that like I would I would just be constantly we'll get another wrestler Um, here who was on ROH final battle and he picked up a victory at that show and his most recent match was against Pentagon. He's also had success in New Japan, in Ring of Honor, and CMWL, and that is Dragon Lee. Dragon Lee has, I mean, there there has been those teases. I mean, people thought um, when Andrade was recruiting people, Dragon Lee was potentially one of the guys. They thought it was him and uh, maybe Ray Oris, and it's like, We've already kind of seen these these little teases here and there. And anytime you can get someone who was a New Japan junior heavyweight champion who's got that much talent. Voted rookie of the year in 2014 by the Wrestling Observer too. So it's really neat. I, I would be down with Dragon Lee. Very, again, very young. He's 26 years old. Holy hell. I mean, he theoretically has like another fucking 20 years of wrestling. That's yeah. just nuts when you think about it. Well, it is pretty crazy. Yeah. And speaking of people that uh, picked up some pretty big wins on the final show of Ring of Honor. Oh, yeah. Let's talk about Jonathan Gresham. Um, oh, man. Final Ring of Honor champion. Still defending the title on other shows, by the way. I believe he defended it at Terminus and GCW, maybe. So imagine if he showed up and said, hey, Isaiah Cassidy, would you like a Ring of Honor world title shot? <clears throat> anyway. Um, there are so many dream matchups for Gresham right now. Imagine if he took that through that, through the, through the, it's threw it into the ladder match. No, no this is actually a Wouldn't title that match. Be, no. Hold on. Wouldn't that be something special, though? The Forbidden Doors, the Ring of Honor World Championship showing up on AEW? That would be pretty crazy. Uh, it would make sense too, especially if you they're going to like maybe make some oh. sort of weird deal with Ring of Honor to keep them alive, but not like fund them or buy them or anything. I don't know. That'd be weird. But what if you got like Brian Danielson do. wanting that title back, ah. setting up a dream match between Gresham oh and Danielson, the, another match that people want to see, and it, they've done it on the Indies a little bit, but. Jonathan like, Gresham. Actually, the joke is that they're that when he goes into this ladder match, now it becomes a ladder match for the title, and then. Danielson makes it in, wins the title. Oh, Give me Jonathan Gresham versus Daniel Garcia. Yes. Talk about um, that matchup style. That would be incredible. Um, uh, yeah, that'd be, that'd be nuts. We're going to give you a, an impact, former Impact World Champion, even if it was for five minutes. He had a mention this week on Dynamite, and that is Josh Alexander. It is yes. believed that his contract is up. It sounds like... Clearly, AEW knows who he is. And another guy, he's a former uh, tag team champion with Ethan Page. So 
maybe they, you know, there's always options. I believe third they man, were third, third man of the year, Josh Alexander, question mark. Right. So I, I'm, I'm down with this. Josh Alexander has become kind of the impact guy over the past couple months. Like he's really been like the impact. You know, the, the, what am I trying to say here? The heart and soul of the brand, right? Okay. He's the guy that the fans want to be pushed. Right. Even when Moose comes in and steals the championship. Exactly. And they've had him beaten, you know, he had beat Jonah at hard to kill. And that was uh, a really big one. I'd get Jonah. I mean, he's not on our list, but that, Jonah would hey, be awesome. Hey, hey. <laughs> All right. Um, one that I think would be really fun. And you guys can tell that they're, they're going to pay attention to the list when I do this afterward, that I saved my favorite, one of my favorite wrestlers, if not my favorite wrestler in the world right now uh, for last. But I actually think uh, if Adam sure were to show up, it would be really fun. Um, I actually wonder if he would win that match because I do you have Isaiah Cassidy just eat a pin to Adam sure unless you're like signing him because I don't know. If oh, he yeah. Was, well, the he idea is that like, they are signing no matter what. So is that the idea? I mean, because the idea I have in some of my head for some of these people is that it could be a one off match. Like, because I don't know that all these people would necessarily sign with AEW. Um, that's, I mean, hey, Tony might be just saying some stuff, but the idea is that they will be signing a contract on screen. So I'm thinking what will probably be the deal with that is that it's some sort of verbal agreement between the companies, but it's literally like in storyline, just as, but I, I could be wrong. Um, yeah. Because because Tony has kind of done a weird thing where he's blurred the lines between whether the Forbidden Door is kayfabe or not, you know, like because hey. we don't, you know. So that's that's the only thing I, he needs to be clear about what he means about this. Otherwise, it's going to get really weird. Uh, but yeah, I, I Adam sure has not really again ever had a chance to just like go in the ring. I don't think you know, like he's had some great like, feuds with great wrestlers, and what does AEW have plenty of? Great wrestlers. So I mean, imagining matches against Lance Archer, Wardlow, Hobbs. Uh, I mean, fuck it, Keith Lee. I mean, dude, just bring George Joel. Bring them uh, both in. And uh, you know, I just any of those big man matches. Give me all of them, please. And honestly, and, and I then, think Hangman could get a really good match out of them too. And then have a, and then make a big man championship title. It's just a giant, uh, fifteen foot wide uh, championship belt that's hanging from live. a thirty foot line. <laughs> yes. <laughs> All right, Garrett. My last one here before the bonus. We'll we'll give a bonus at the end. Okay. I I there would be some grunts among the crowd, but there'd also be some people that are like, "God damn it!" And that is Mister Jeff Jarrett. He just wrestled in GCW. He just beat Effie in GCW. Jeff Jarrett has wrestled everywhere. Some of the best punches in professional wrestling. Let's let's be honest there. It's true. The man knows how to throw a beautiful punch. I'd be one of the groans because I remember watching Jeff Jarrett wrestle on old school NWA TNA, and I was just like, okay. Like, oh, dude, I'm with fine. you. I would be like, uh, he was on WWE two weeks ago in a segment with Nakamura and Rick Boogs, and he was on GCW that same week. So maybe Jeff Jarrett is completing a trifecta and going to AEW. I mean, that would be the trifecta. If they wanted to try and create that sort of, um, a, a, you know, WWE, WCW, ECW sort of dynamic between those three companies, and they all three want to interact and trade talent, and like yeah. maybe WWE starts having death matches on certain pay-per-views. Not death matches, but, you know, like extreme, extreme rules matches with like Nick Gage and stuff like that where he comes in and does more than they would normally allow, you know. Um, Nick Gage, that was a uh, – yeah, I'm surprised he's not back. Surprised so, he's not on our lists. 
Um, I'm just I, – I thought when they brought him in, they, he had a nice reaction, so I thought he'd stay. But who do you got for our last one? Uh, I got Johnny Wrestling. And, man, the pop from the crowd for this guy, when he does show up, if he does show up, is going to be insane. Um, he's been one of the consistently most over guys since he was on the indies, and he's carried those fans with him everywhere he has gone. And the AEW audience – is the same people that go and see him at NXT. It, it literally is, you know, um, except that there are more of them. Than we talked about the NXT. heart and soul of Impact. Johnny Gargano was the heart and soul of NXT. Yes, and he could become the heart and soul of AEW. Not that that's not currently a filled position, but he would just inevitably become that because he, he just becomes the essence of the wrestling that you're watching no matter what show he's on. Um, and Johnny Gargano has historically if you look at what he's ever done he's always stepped in and become like instantly one of the most over guys on the roster and i believe he could even stand out in this roster full of absolutely just incredible wrestlers i johnny Um, is talented enough where he would stand out here give me johnny versus danielson because we never got it give me johnny versus cm punk give me johnny versus uh give me johnny versus daniel garcia give me johnny versus dante uh moriarty uh Moriarty, Dante Martin, uh, g- give me, you name I, it. give me Johnny versus Isaiah Cassidy, and guess what? We Johnny, Johnny versus the whole roster in a stadium stampede match. Like, give it to me, like hundred percent. All right, so real quick, I'll run through the sixteen. You guys stuck around for all this, man. I fucking appreciate it. We all appreciate it. This has been fun. Uh, John Morrison, Shane Strickland, Bandito, Chris Hero, Jay White, Dragon Lee. Josh Alexander, Jeff Jarrett, Samoa Joe, Adam Schur, Jeff Hardy, Wyndham, Keith Lee, Juice Robinson, Jonathan Gresham, Johnny, Johnny, Johnny fucking wrestling, Mr. Johnny Gargano. And Garrett has a bonus. He's been in the news this week because he's been fired by his own father, and that's Shane McMahon. <sighs> if Shane McMahon shows up, A, I, I wouldn't want him in the match. That's the problem. But if they brought Shane McMahon in a backstage like kind of gimmick role with Tony, because this, these could be two separate people, by the way. Some people have pointed that out. The Forbidden Door thing could be separate to the person that's coming in to face, yeah, Isaiah Cassidy. It could be two separate people, which is interesting idea, you know, because then you could I see. I like, imagine Tony will bring Shane to wrestle, but I could totally see him bringing him in to just fuck over the Forbidden Door. But I just. I what if he that, did it just to dis- misdirect us from who he's actually going to bring into face Cassidy? Yeah, I mean that's more than possible. I just, I think I wouldn't want to live with how the reactions to this would be because everyone would be like, "Oh, this is now we know WWE and AEW are working together." Yeah, and they'd say, "Oh, how long before WWE buys AEW and they just become the the alternate show that you can watch and it's still called I, AEW yeah. and it's still branded and Tony Khan's still allowed to run it and do whatever he wants, but it's owned by WWE, you know, or something like so, that." Yeah. Which is probably, honestly, if people want to be real, that could happen. By the way, WWE can see the writing on the wall that they're going to get surpassed at some point. Just buy it and then put their branding underneath it somewhere not call it WWE and just let's say, all right, this is the other wrestling show. They could do that. They got the money. You know what I mean? Like, I think but, in a perfect world, they enter a partnership within the next three years and they have, yeah, and they just, together. they're just connected in the same way that WWE and new Japan have been for years, you know, because WWE knows they're never going to do what new Japan does. So they're yeah. not going to try. They just, what they do is every so often they trade talent, you know, and that can be the exact same. There are plenty of talent in WWE right now that would love to be an AEW and vice versa. I guarantee it, you know, um, 
And, oh, yeah. and, and AEW talent would hate that. I that they, that's probably super obvious to some of us, but like it. I mean, you know, because I think some of them that have never been there have this thought in their head that even though it would be as bad as everybody says, at least they'd be probably used because they as a star can probably stand out amongst a like Diamante. Like think about like yeah, in the women's division especially. Think about it. Like there's so many talented people on the AEW roster that would fit right into that system, and they would be able to just make their money and not really care that it's the worst. Like people, there's some people that don't care about Absolutely. The, the thing that most AEW wrestlers do, which is like the almost the entire artistic integrity of wrestling. You know, like some of them in that company that I guarantee don't. You know, so let's say let's say in our final minute here, gun to our head, you have to pick one person. Oh, it's easy. Johnny Wrestling. Not even a question. Okay. Like, and I, if it's... Or Bray. I mean, it's, it's a toss-up between those two, but either of those, 100%, like, I would be with. And I would love either of those. I'm going to say gun to my head. It's Keith Lee. That would be incredible. I, I mean, think, that's, uh, think that's the route. But, hey, guys, thanks for sticking around for this. Uh, we'll be... You can catch our podcast, the actual show, Eat, Sleep, Elite, on Saturday. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I mean, we really appreciate this. Um, we had fun doing this. We've been thinking about, I've been thinking about this like all day. So it's like, I don't know. Whenever we get the chance to do these minis, which I like, I kind of like that name, ESE Mini. It's like, whenever we get the chance, whether it's a prediction or what, we always like to try and hop in here and do it and get two episodes a week out here. So, yeah. Um, any closing thoughts for the people, Garrett? Um, don't be disappointed if it's not who you want it to be, people, because yeah, you might not know who it is. Yeah, it might be somebody that we've that we barely even considered. Like, I didn't expect Dan Housen to get a contract before somebody like Anthony Green, but here we are, you know. So, I absolutely. Uh, I mean, yeah. Try not to. It's fun to predict, but don't let uh. There's there's a saying here, and I. I, 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 I yeah, I'm I know joking. It, but it's something about it don't let uh imagination become expectation. Something like that. Yeah. But um. Yep. Yeah. We will uh, catch you guys at the end of the week. Next up. By God, it's Kane. Ryborg has entered the impact zone.